I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, Donna, Jimmy, JC. You're listening to This Just In on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Are you ready for some soccer? No, no, James, that is not Travis Payne speaking from the grave. But when it looked like American soccer was dying on the vine, there was a lot for those flying the red, white, and blue to be thankful for on Canadian Thanksgiving weekend. Jesus, Arsenal wasted no time. Saka can deliver from the penalty spot, and Stan Kroenke's gunners are firing like high-end American-made ammunition. Too soon to tell whether Graham Potter believes in Christian Pulisic, but sure looks like he believes in himself. And Jude Bellingham single-footedly made every Canadian national team fan a USMNT backer on November 25th against England. The MLS Cup final, or at least MLS Cup playoff picture, is set. And there's only one club that foots the bill for Canada. I think I'm all out of good puns, and that's the longest intro I'll ever write again, James Sherman. But uh, hello to all of you. Happy Thanksgiving Monday, you footy primers. This is footy prime. I'm still waiting for the good pun. I didn't say they were puns or good, but I thought it was clever, considering the energy. Is, is Travis dead? Yeah, he went to Korea, remember? And he never came back. Shit. North he Korea. Did. He went to North Korea. Well, he started in Seoul, and then I, I never saw him again. Uh, I don't know what happened. Demil- DMZ went to the demilitarized zone. Uh, that's, a call, that's a callback to the old footy show radio days, If uh, for those of you who may have listened back then. We have two ex-Canadian internationals as well to balance this out and raise our credibility level. Thank you. Jimmy Brennan is here, and uh, Craig Force is here as well. Hey, boys. What's going on? Just lots of football. Lots and, of everything football. And NFL food? Football, normal football. And food? Sunday was a bit of an overload. The uh, F1 world champion was crowned. I don't think anybody cared. There was plenty of soccer, including a massive Premier League fixture on Super Sunday. And then, football. yeah, f- full slate of NFL. 
there could have been baseball in Toronto longer, but um, <laughs> this team. Good thing they celebrated their uh, wild card entry. <laughs> Honestly, someone someone put up the Toronto Maple Jays, and I laughed my head off. <laughs> <laughs> the best best one I saw was a couple hours later, and so you never really know what time it is. Right, it just you know it says eight hours ago, whatever, but you can just tell based on the tone. Rob Wong, who I used to work with at the fan, he tweeted, honestly, how did the Raptors win a title? <laughs> because it's like, it does feel like Toronto as a city is cursed, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, they they uh, we celebrate a late Christmas uh, in Toronto with news that Lorenzo Insigne is coming to MLS, coming to TFC, and look how the team finished the season, Craig. Way to, yeah. way to go out strong with a, a 4-0 loss on decision day. Yeah, I've got them... Uh... Interesting, if there was relegation, they would have been relegated, I believe, seven of 16 seasons in MLS. Oh, my God. Yo-Yo Club. Vancouver would have been relegated twice and Montreal only once. You said Vancouver would have been relegated only twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. They just, they've been one of those bang average teams. <laughs> so Vancouver's Stoke and TFC's Norwich, right? Up and down, up and down, or, or just sticking around. What's Montreal? Who's Montreal? West Ham. Mm. Yeah, yeah, West Ham. West Ham. That's one. not bad. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how the MLS Cup playoffs uh, shake out. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But because I didn't speak to uh, three of you, I only spoke to Craig after Arsenal-Liverpool. I want to get your thoughts on uh, Arsenal 3, Liverpool 2. Uh, you need to be lucky to be good, right? Or good to be lucky, either or. That's definitely Arsenal. Um, soft penalty, but deserved winners, no, Jimmy? I think so. They look good. They're decent. Surprisingly good. And I think I like them a little bit more now after watching the documentary. Like I was never I was never an Arsenal fan. Fair. Whatsoever. But then when you watch the documentary, see what they were building, what they were putting in place, and then where you see where they are today, you mm-hmm. can see that whole vision come together, can't you? Mm-hmm. So well yeah. done well done to them. Yeah, it was good to see. You know, it is actually good to see from a neutral's point of view that uh, Emirates Stadium just rocking and buzzing again. You know, it's been years since we've seen that. I laughed there, Jimmy, because uh, we've. I think we've all said that at some point on the show, exactly the way you said it, and I agree with you. I want to. I want to see Arteta succeed, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think Charmin Charmin enjoyed that match as much as the neutral or we did. Well, before we get to that, I mean, did you see um, Aubameyang's comments about Arteta? I didn't know. No, no. He's saying essentially that Arteta doesn't know how to manage the big players. He needs young players that will listen. And that's why, of course, Bamian was forced out why he mm. left. And that he needs those kind of players who will just listen and will lap up all his wisdom, which maybe is fair he enough. He asked me that's he build a great team. What's that, great? Dickheads. Yeah, exactly. No dickhead rule. <laughs> right? You know, doesn't and matter how Bamian was a dickhead. Right. I think it's... Uh, I'm with Jimmy. I think they're a likable bunch, which, you know, previous Arsenals haven't been so likable. They've had big personalities and big egos. But this group, I like them a lot, from Martinelli yeah. to Saka. Yeah. Like you said, they'd be stepping up. You can hit them from the spot now. Mm-hmm. A fucking year too late. <laughs> England fans. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're just a fun team. They believe in themselves. They score big goals at big times. They don't switch off. Play for the manager. The kind of everything that Liverpool was. Do you know what? When you when you mm-hmm. look at it, 
you know, and a, and a player comes out and says, I can't handle the big players. Okay. Not, not everybody can, not everybody can. So the manager, which I think is brilliant is he understands his strengths then doesn't want to deal with the bullshit and the big personalities can't handle it. So I'm going to go get young guys that are willing to work and listen and be productive. And he's put that in place. Yeah, some managers can, but then if, if you're an asshole, why should I spend extra time trying to get a hold of you and control you? Don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some managers can't manage young players. Exactly. Right? Because they, they don't know how to nurture them. They're, they're not yeah. ready time to, to, to go back to basics and, and help them because they don't have the patience for that. Now, Jimmy, when, when these young players without egos become big players with egos, m- must the manager in that case evolve with them? Because, I mean, Arteta is still learning his trade as well, right? It's his first gig as a, as a manager. Yeah. He's learning as well. So pretty yeah, disingenuous it, comments by Bamiang. You know, I think he, when you've when you got some young players and you've had them over a, a number of years, you, you can keep them grounded because there's that mutual respect as well, isn't there? I mean, don't get me wrong. There might be the odd player that, you know, all of a sudden now he's, his wages have tripled and he's got success and he might get into a national team and, you know, the, the game's getting, getting a hold of him. But I think the majority of the time, and with, with a manager at Arsenal, I think he'll be able to, to control them because he's growing with these players. And whatever these big players, so-called big players say, they were shite when they were there. Mm-hmm. And now they're actually playing really well. So maybe a bombing Yang, you were just not good enough. You weren't part of the dressing room. You weren't, you know, part of that charisma and the character of a dressing room. You were just ruining it. Maybe that's part of it, you know? I think that's it too. And there's also got to be an envy and a jealousy factor, right? That he was the man, the X factor, and he became less and less important to that mm-hmm. side, right? It can't be easy as a, as a player aging in general. Um, but when you're particularly in that space and you're seeing the team get better without you, you can see why I'd be so salty. But I think he's landed on his feet, though, Charles. Seems that way, yeah. I mean, listen, he, he forced a move to Barcelona and it turned out well for him personally. He yeah. 11 goals and 13 appearances. And now he's ended up at Chelsea and he's he's scored a couple of goals. Looks pretty decent. So can't we all be happy, both sides? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works if out for everyone. If you'd said, though, last year to any one of the film crew filming Jimmy's favorite documentary that Arsenal would be better next season and uh, top of the table, even at any point other than at the beginning, because they're, they start with a, uh, and they would not have Lacazette or Aubameyang. No one would believe you. No one would have believed you that this Mm. team would be in a better situation without them than with them. Well, maybe Lacazette. Well, (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I know it just—he never hit the mark, right? He just never. He didn't. Up to he didn't. It was strange entrance. because he came with with much hype around him, and ter- it turns out he was a really good guy. And that documentary, I think, painted Lacazette in a good light. The players loved him there. Yeah, the coaches loved him. He's a good dude. Just it didn't happen for him there for whatever reason. And sometimes it happens. Yeah, I just like saying his name, Lacazette. It's <laughs> satisfying, isn't it? Isn't it? It's one of those yeah. names where you like to say Lacazette. Lacazette. Speaking of sports names, um, Wonger, you said one recently. I forget who it was now. My apologies. And you called it the best name in sports. Um, I feel like I keep stumbling upon funny and funnier names. There's a kicker in the NFL. I think he plays for the Eagles. I'm just trying to look, confirm this now. His last name is Dicker. <laughs> Literally, Dicker the Kicker. 
Yeah. Yeah. Cameron Dicker. Right. He, he plays he plays for the Eagles. Cameron Dicker. He went to Texas. <laughs> Dicker, our kicker, really made a dick of that one, didn't he? Yeah. Honestly. Dick of the kicker. <laughs> That's good. He couldn't Seriously. be a linebacker, could he? He's gonna be a kicker with a name like Dicker. Yeah. Dicker. I still love Jizz. I think Jizz is one of my favorites. He might be the best. Harry yeah, Harry Kuntz was good too. Jizz Horn Horncamp was that his last name? Yeah, that's right. Horncamp. I think it was Horncamp. Yeah. Fucking hell, ref! Jizz is all over me. <laughs> get, him, get him off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that Norris guy? Yeah, the Dutch guy. Yeah, the last name. Is. I know. There was Wolfgang. Of, uh... No, Wolfgang. No, Robbie, Robbie Van Wolfwinkel. Oh yeah, Vol- yeah, Van Wolfwinkel. Oh, no, I know who you're thinking of though. It's um, you're thinking of Van uh, Vinegar of Hesselink. No, that's not what I was thinking. But yeah, that's another one. Jan Jan Vinegar of Hesselink. That was a great one. Yeah, Royal that's Regal be one of the best names possible. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Crazy. Harry Koch. That's the one I'm thinking of. Harry Koch was a, a German player. That's what you think about. Not specifically, but him as great names in in soccer. Oh, right. history, good names. I remember when I first started out doing Bundesliga games, and highlights, and and Harry Koch was uh, scoring <laughs> relatively <laughs> regularly. He was putting it up. Um, he was. He was Bundesliga. putting up some pretty big numbers. Yeah, I'm a little afraid. Good. I'm afraid for that roast turkey you got going right now, Sharms. <laughs> when it cools down, watch out. <laughs> Is the Charms though in terms of uh footy show folklore is still perceived as the best name in football? Uh, our Indian Premier League friend Climax Lawrence, yeah, probably. No, there was um, who was the guy? Shit, he played for someone S H I I T. Shit, and I remember doing a highlight pack and it taking me like about half an hour to get it out <laughs> because I just couldn't control myself. Yeah, that sounds like you, <laughs> that sounds like you. Um, well, taking it back to Arsenal, shit, I don't think anyone can control them because um, they're not relying on just one guy, right? Saka, Martinelli, Gabi Jesus, they've all been great. Odegaard's been amazing this season. Uh, and Saliba is, man, he, he's like Virgil van Dijk good. Jimmy? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Virgil's not having the best, though, is he? No. No, he's not. No, he's, I mean, going, through, he's going through a little spell. So that, you're talking about... Virgil a few years back before well Sharman said it now and Craig and I couldn't avoid saying it that Arsenal remind us of Liverpool from like 2020 that Liverpool team before the pandemic shut down the league I'm getting those vibes from that Liverpool team I'm getting those vibes from this Arsenal team now absolutely yeah I can sure, see well, in, in that they also have the same obstacle in front of them called Man City so as great as they might be they might not get quite as much silverware as perhaps they would have done in a previous generation. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. They'll, t- they'll, they'll take a Champions League and a Premier League, I'm sure. Be quite happy with that. Yeah. But uh, they've got this big blue block right now preventing you know these dynasties happening because no yeah. one's catching City, even though Arsenal's in first place right now. I agree with you. I think they're a different level. Who? City? City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, Holland's just game changer, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Saying that, though, I mean, we were mentioning it yesterday, be about, you know, just the amount of games leading up to the World Cup and then the World Cup itself. And then coming out of that, you know, what's, what are teams going to look like? What are players going to be like? 
Mm. How taxed are they physically? Because they got a lot of games leading up to this World Cup, and we're already seeing a few injuries from players that aren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if if, if De Bruyne um, has his heart cracked by Canada in that first game, you know, and they crash out in the opening round of the World Cup, and Canada advances, then that that might just kill his confidence. And post World Cup, cities a shell of themselves because De Bruyne just has his heart broken. That could happen. Yeah, possibly. What about the other 10 World Cup guys around? <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> or they win the World Cup and he's really jacked. Yeah. 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 Have to do a on her, him. Yeah. Stephen yep. Victoria, do us a favor. Yeah. <laughs> must be somebody in Man- Manchester we could hire. A little kneecap. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it one of Carragher's mates? Remember, uh, someone broke Carragher's leg or injured him. I think it was, was it Ben Thatcher or someone? And uh, Kara's mate said, hey, we just, we've seen so-and-so walking around the, the Trafford Centre in Manchester. Do you want us to do him for you? And Kara got to say, no, 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 it's okay, don't. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of how it works over there. Yeah, I've seen him say that too. Anybody gambling right now? Or? Yeah, who's watching TV there? Someone is. Are you watching, Wong, are you watching a cooking lesson? No, but someone's talking about a continuation bet, so there's poker going on somewhere. Oh, a continuation bet. So someone's got a pop-up screen on. This is how gambling is taking over our life. If that's not North Star Bets, close it. <laughs> Who was it? Who's that? Who was I'm it? I'm just checking it. I can't it's it's, it's got to be uh, Craig. Ain't me. I, I don't one other window I'm not a gambling man. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, I should not be a gambling man because my bets suck. Every, everything I touch sucks. I, I don't think I've won a bet since we started this partnership, honestly. My, my James Madison bet didn't come through in the end. Your individual bets are fucked. I, I don't listen to any of those. Honestly, <laughs> what do you I mean? Tune, I tune those we, right out. Footy picks, we, we, we advise the listeners, and you're saying, your individual bets are full of shit. Never take those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I know. But no, I, individual players, your props, your player props, right. you overcomplicate things. You've got some matches right. Craig is perfect scores over here. If you really want to win money with us, listen to Craig. So I have to tell you, 20 years, Craig and I have been pals. We gamble a lot together. He is a very good gambler. Mm-hmm. Like if there's anyone to listen to about insight or a, a feel, it's Forrest. I have to Chelsea give you props Wolves, for that. Right? He was right yeah. about that one, that minus 260. <laughs> well, that value in that one, you're right. He lost money. He lost money by betting on them. <laughs> I just said they're a banker, which they, they were. were. They were. They were. <laughs> what price would you take for from a bookie for Klopp to be sacked? Because I don't think it's it going to happen. I would want to cheer for it. But people are talking about it. No, I wouldn't want to cheer for it either. I think it's uh, that's it's just normal how football Twitter reacts or yeah, how yeah. you know results um, create insane conversations, right, Jimmy? Um, but they're not in a position, I think, where it, it's tricky. I mean, you look at he's reinvented the team on the pitch over his seven years, right? And he always says how important that is. So I can see why people think maybe it's time for a new voice in the manager's box. But I do think those people are crazy, Jimmy. I think you're right. And also, have you read about the seven-year curse? Explain. Where, what club was he at? One of his first clubs. Well, his last two clubs, he was there. It was he, he got relegated. Mines, Mines, and, Dortmund. And, and then Dortmund 
they was the first time they didn't get in Champions League or something in seven years. Mm. And then after seven years of managing one team, they ended up getting relegated. And now he's in his seven year now. And then not so we're talking you... about a manager like, oh, oh, Klopp, when he hits seven years, he's crazy, crazy. isn't it? It's like, yeah. what? Most guys don't make two. Yeah, seriously. Like, but isn't that f- why you need to, managers need to reinvent their squads after a number of years? Because th- their voice will be heard less, I imagine. I mean, I haven't been in that situation, but it will be heard less after a while. So that's why you keep the fresh face of the squad at certain times, right? And maybe with it's the hard hard part is, with the best at that. When yeah, you're exactly. With a, you're dealing with a league that's the best in the world and all teams from top to bottom have a certain amount of money to spend to stay at that level at the very, very top of that Premier League is virtually impossible top four yes but to stay at the top it's really you know every other team is trying to strengthen all yeah. the time i'll tell you what though craig top four though is is at this point i'm i'm concerned that top four is a bit of a push for this Better team reach. they're going to yeah. get better i'm sure they're going to get better than they've shown it's been a appalling start by their standards but i mean okay arsenal as mentioned great this year city's going nowhere and then you got two spots for the top four and Chelsea's improved under Potter Spurs are still Spurs I mean they'll bore the hell out of you but they'll they'll win a lot of games this year United are still going to find ways to get points somehow I mean top four is going to be a battle given what's happened so far for this team mm-hmm. that's a huge concern I agree with you too and then you got to look at the squad that if you don't make Champions League football you're rebuilding really after that aren't you yeah because a lot of players want to leave well, what's wrong yeah. with the team, though? What is it? Is it? I mean, we, we said fatigue, and last year they played so many games. Yeah, sure, but it seems that they've got into their own heads now as well. They can see the first goal every single week. One minute in for Christ against Arsenal. Same thing. They can't hold leads anymore. The midfield looks lumbering at best at the moment. Salah, I don't know what happened to Salah since AFCON. He's half the player he was. He does. There's so it. many question marks. Trent, who is we can all acknowledge as a world-class right back going forward, but something's happened there as well. He's not even getting the assists he used to. Yeah. Yeah. Defensively, they've just gone from being incredibly solid. And the problem that is, was their problem for years. They get that sorted out almost instantaneously when they brought in Van Dyke, Allison, and then you, the fullbacks were just absolutely flying. They defended really well. The problem was salt. And now all of a sudden you've got a player like Van Dyke. who's not playing like he was uh, now that's is that down to the manager probably not we don't even know what's going on in his private life but he's got to try to get him back on track and he will but um yeah. you don't become a bad player overnight but it's going to take some time you can't uh, become I, a bad team so. overnight but they're no. just not their key players aren't in good form i i think though you know as a as a manager i think you, you've got to look at certain managers that have you know have, uh had success at you know, with a bit of longevity, I, I would, a certain club, you know, such as, you know, Arsene Wenger um, and Alex Ferguson. And if you look what they did after a certain period of time, they moved players on. Wenger, when players got to a certain age, moved them on, brought in some fresh legs. With Ferguson, he would also change some of his coaching staff, bring some new voices in just to keep things fresh because it, it can get stale if you've got a, a number of players that are there for, for quite some time, same coaching staff every single year. You know, sometimes you you got to look at your staff as well, bring new new faces in, bring new players in, move players on. You have to have a little bit of change just to keep things fresh. And 
And I don't think they, they've done too much of that right now. Yeah, the irony is the one, what they did move some players out, including Sadio Mane, and they missed the hell out of him right now, it seems. Yeah. He's just what they need. I mean, Luis Diaz has been really good, but he's, he, he left the game yesterday on crutches, so who knows what's happening there. But, was uh, that um, just a man- ex-manager's analysis from, from Jimmy, or was that a ex-manager's uh, audition call? Any, <laughs> any friends that are looking to both. freshen up their staff? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jürgen. <laughs> it's Jimmy uh, across the pond. Hey, it worked for Chris Armas, right? Why not? Yeah. yeah. Take, take the under six team. Yeah, and you never know where, you know, the places football can take you. You're uh, – your boy Bertram's at the Lake Como squad in B, right? Yeah, my old youth team manager just went there as well, Dave Bell. Oh, oh wow. There's a connection there. Yeah. Jimmy, if that you got a job, little... you'd ghost us, I imagine. If I got a job overseas, would I ghost yeah. you guys? Hell yeah. yeah. I'd be gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, boys. That's yeah. all right. Well, have you texted me? We would rip Jimmy a new ass every day. My Oof, phone number. Yeah, I, I feel like a, like a small town in Italy, like Sedebi, that would be an amazing fit for Jimmy. Don't you think? You just slide right in. <clears throat> it's basically Newmarket, but... If you pick up better, better pretty well. well. It'd be perfect. Yeah, it would be perfect. Good food, nice weather. I'd be bronzed every day. No, it's it's funny, though, because, yeah, no, Newmarket New is not what I picture when I picture Italian Von Rieger. No, it's not. It's but your experiences of someone that comes from Woodbridge. I don't think that's going to hold much water in Italy. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> but it'd be fun. It'd be fun to watch. We'd have to send a camera and make a documentary of Jimmy's season at Como. Oh yeah, making his way through the town. Jesus, Jimmy and Bertie, that would be you, its own you, reality. You'd see me walking a train in in the mornings, newspaper under the arm, no shirt on, flip flops, thong, <laughs> newspaper. What are you going to buy? You read Italian? Yeah, yeah honestly. <laughs> You'd be calling me and be like, pronto, tutta posto. Yeah, Gazette del plain, Jimmy. Plain jizz, whatever you call it. <laughs> I, was picturing, I was picturing these tiny little Italian roads, these, you know, the, the beautiful old cobblestones, and then some fluorescent dildo bouncing down this cobblestone <laughs> road. Yeah. Someone's going to have to get on their Photoshop and put Jimmy's head on a newspaper holding tan dude in a banana hammock with a newspaper under his arm and flip-flops. I thought you were going to put someone's head on do that now. a dildo. That's yeah, it. And a dildo that. beside him. Yeah, so just go on your... straight on the head of the dildo. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> just go on your own Instagram and sc- scroll back to your traveling friends' accounts to July and August, and you'll find someone who's been to Positano, uh, right, um, the uh, or Malfi Coast over the last summer, and just put Jimmy's Jimmy's face on them. The yeah, the bikini, the man, mankini is pretty acceptable in Europe, eh? Oh, yeah. yeah, I think Jimmy, Jimmy would enjoy being yeah. a continental-based European man. Yeah. See, yeah. other people would, but Jimmy's you know what? Though Jimmy would need a goalkeeper coach, wouldn't he? Jimmy would now. Need a now we're talking. Now we got a show forming here. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that you guys? And then, so who's the head of communications? Me or you? We both communicate so well. Well, sure. hire the CSA because they're fucking awesome. <laughs> you you want communication they, they just hire them they Let's, have it right there job done yeah manchester united did get the job done at goodison uh 2-1 thanks in large part to cristiano ronaldo who uh, scored shaky start though 700th goal yeah we'll be put everton shaky up start. uh 
five minutes in. So based on that Manchester Derby, I think you mm-hmm. could we all may have thought at some point, God, it could be four before halftime. Uh, but it looks like Eric Ten Hag has found 14 players that can deliver for him. Anthony looks decent, doesn't he? Anthony's good. Anthony's a good player. He's going to work his way into the Brazilian squad at the World Cup, which is crazy. Yep. Based on how deep they are and based on how a year ago he wouldn't have been. I don't know what United are still. I just don't know. They're the most confounding team, I think, in the league right now. That's what you think? They can shit yeah. the bed or they can make the bed. I have no idea what they're going to do each week. They don't know what they're going to do either. Like, they don't know what they are. You are correct. They don't truly have an identity. B, do you think that Ronaldo sitting on 699, was that was just too much for him and he had to get that 700 to score now? The, the gates are open. And that number was just crushing him. Haunting him. Mentally. Well, I, I definitely, I mean, I thought, thought for sure he was going to do it on, on Thursday. But um, to have nicked 700 in Cyprus, I think he was embarrassed that that would live in the history books. So he waited. He waited for Goodison. I don't want people asking why I was in Cyprus at age 37 scoring goals. No, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Goodison. He begs a ton at Goodison. But but 700. Can we just for a second praise the greatest player of all time? 700 well, goals. We're talking about the Premier League right now. That's right. 700 oh, goals. coming when? When's Ligun coming? What are we talking <laughs> about that? What? We're praising the best player of all time. But I thought we were talking about the Premier League. Messi plays in Ligue 1. <laughs> Messi's he nine just, goals behind him, I think. Yeah, Messi just wears goat on his sleeve, okay? He wasn't actually the goat. 700 that a, that goals. That was a Thanksgiving mystery Charms was putting B through right there. It was like Scooby-Doo. I thought it was more obvious than that. No, I was thinking for a second. I'm like, who's he talking about? I'm like, oh, we got it. About- I honestly, I, I almost said La Liga, to be honest with you. I almost said La Liga. Um, that Forbes list came out, the richest Forbes list, and they had Messi listed as a Barcelona player. Oh, did they? Yeah, or at least in the copy that I read. What I don't know if it was on the formal list, excuse me, but on the copy that I read about that Forbes list, Messi was listed as a Barcelona player, which must mean that they're they're still paying him under the table, and that's why he's in, on the podium. Um, but 700, guys, that's 35 goals a season for 20 years. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Like so in 943 games, club games, he scored 700 goals. I'd say that's impressive, but you know, Holland. Yeah. Do you actually half think, the time? Do you actually think he could though? In half the time? Possibly, yeah. I think he could. I mean, the way healthy, the way he's, he's going. He's a different player. Yes, the way he's going, seven hundred very much feels in reach, which is an insane number, right? What's he at now? I think <laughs> I think it's like one thirty-two or something. Uh, more it? actually, I think it's uh, it's more than that. I, I saw one forty-eight and then one seventy-two at one point, but people debate whether those goals count in the inflated number. Mm-hmm. Regardless, he's what 20, 22 years old, and he's over a hundred, and he's. Eight goals away from last prem, last season's top scorer. Now in the the, the beginning of October, and he's going to obliterate that. Yeah, he goes to like he, he went through like a sixty minutes scoring drought. <laughs> <laughs> Was we worried for him? <laughs> It's like this guy's gone. He's like this. He had to score for an hour. What this guy shit? 
yeah. <laughs> what's this guy's problem? It's a big relief, right? Because they're playing Southampton, and you're like, oh, my God. Is he, is he going to show his form or what? No. 60-minute slump. It's way too Did long. you see his diet? I saw. I just read before we came on today. Um, his diet, he, he eats a lot of organ meat, hearts and livers and stuff. Have you heard this? Is that just a Norwegian thing? It, it probably is. Even, you know, as Jimmy said, they love their reindeer up there. But <laughs> it is so good for you, right? Apparently, it's amazing no, for you. Finland, I think like, he said they like the reindeer. Finland, was it? Okay. Finland. Good, good reindeer soup. I have a, a cousin, actually, that moved to Finland. Um, she, she married a, a Finnish guy who she met at university here. And they live, like, in the Manitoba slash Saskatchewan equivalent of Finland. Uh, which is in a like ethnically Swedish part of the country, I guess. So they speak Swedish. Um, no one speaks Finnish there, and they just live off the land, like where the sun is up for for twenty four hours for six months of the year. Well, it's not the largest country, so I don't know what like the province. Like, what, well, my like, example of the province about what a third of the Manitoba, maybe. I think I was just trying to give a description of like it's you know. It's country. It's agricultural land. It certainly wasn't like the city. It's quite a trek from Helsinki where they live. Yeah. So they eat organ meat as well. And way up to a place called Kemi, Finland. That's the northest I've ever been. I think it was about sixty kilometers from the Arctic Circle. You played up there, or that was a romantic date? No, no, we played preseason up there. Yeah. Jeez. No, that been that would have been fun. Exactly, Jimmy. It wasn't exactly the. Was it West Ham or the Swedish trips we had? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a filthy laugh, eh? Two all-knowing filthy laughs there, you know. Only two people on this show know exactly what they're talking about, but it's filthy. Yeah. I think we can we can imagine what it was about. I am right now. Yes. It's pretty well, fucking great. Stealing bicycles and hanging out with Zlatan. Isn't that what they're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Roast turkey. I know that roast turkey is getting you going, Charms. Yeah. <laughs> Juicy. No, Juicy. we did we did steal we did steal uh bikes when we were in, in Sweden preseason. It's hilarious. Yeah. We finished finished training and we'd have a couple of you know mornings off. And so at nighttime after dinner, we'd all sneak out and there's bikes everywhere. And we just grab any bike, ride them to the pub, go for a couple of drinks, get back on the bike, put them back where they were, and back into the hotel. Oh, at least you returned. <laughs> yeah, 18, right. 18 guys riding down the street on these bikes. Yeah. And they do that exact same thing in, in, in Namibia, in uh, Africa. But it wasn't bikes. It was donkeys. <laughs> you stole a donkey? No, you can't steal a fucking donkey. But you can literally, <laughs> you can jump on any donkey and ride it. And everybody's kind of in the understanding that that donkey will wander its way back home. And this is what they do. Did your back get sore, though, Forrest, sure when you were carrying all those people? You fucking <laughs> loved <it. laughs> How many people jumped on you? Yeah, yeah I heard your about big back, yeah. your big landing area. Oh, get, yeah. on that, get on that big white donkey there. Yeah, exactly. The guy <laughs> with your legs behind the donkey? <laughs> I would say that what, one of the things that is... <laughs> he always calls me that. <laughs> One of the things that is great about our chemistry is our self-deprecating humor, like the level of it. Like when, when Craig describes his aircraft landing, what is it? Aircraft landing carrier? Is that what you or call it? Back? Yeah. Yeah, it's an aircraft I've, carrier. 
never heard anyone describe a he part landed, of the body. Landed like that. fucking F fifteen on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got legs shorter than Dunlop. Uh, that's some torso you got there. Yeah. If that war breaks out, though, you'll see me swimming across the ocean. Sharms has always said yeah, that. Surfboard. Sharms <laughs> has always described me as having a ridiculously long torso. I do have very short legs. It makes buying pants difficult. No, you'd be a great prop in rugby. I will said that. Good, mm-hmm. strong legs. I just bought some uh, jeans online. So you'd be like a 34. I'm a 34.30. You'd be a 34.22. Your legs are so short. No, no, no. I'm a 32 or 33 30, uh, but oftentimes the 30s like slightly long. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I got, I got 38, short, 15. Short legs. 38, 15. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what it reminds me of? Do you remember, do you remember Austin Powers when, when Austin Powers gets on mini me? And he's, he's got the long tape on, and you see those little legs. <laughs> I, I wish I could say I was a tripod. Man. <laughs> the baby arm. I know that scene. <laughs> you make up with think... the, the gorgeous face. <clears throat> right. I make up for it with a gorgeous face. Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure oh, much happy now. Like he's smiling now. There we go. Um, I guess we'll just move off of United then, since uh, me talking about Ronaldo led to conversations about great old movies starring Mike Myers. Good. <laughs> Chelsea three, Wolves nil. Good. Now, the <laughs> banker. See, so yeah, I told you. I hope yeah. you banked on it. I hope you did. Craig you said it. I guess Wolves are waiting for Bruno Lodge's permanent replacement before that new manager bounce kicks in. Yeah. Lopetegui. Wolves are a mess. Yeah. Uh, Lopetegui was fired by Sevilla, so he's the big favorite. Unless, has that happened this, this morning before we recorded, Craig? Are well, you on no, top I, of it? I don't know, but I think he's uh, he's definitely uh, been one of the tips. To he's take now he, he now looks like the front runner, yeah. They've been chasing the some of the other bigger names around, though. They've been, I'm sure they put a phone call into Zidane. Could you imagine Zidane at the Molyneux? They definitely tried Poch. What's Poch I waiting could, for? I could see Lopetegui doing that. Um, I, I don't know. There might be some other gigs. Like, Poch was linked with, with Villa um, a couple weeks ago when the talks yeah, were... Yeah, that's there. not happening. Uh, with respect to Villa. All respect to Villa. Poch they're is a big club, a big job, right? They're a big club. No, but do you I, think they're he's a big gonna... club, but they're not big enough for Poch yeah. at this point? I don't think he, he wants a Champions League team. Yeah, they're well, a big can, club. Take them not, they haven't got deep enough pockets for Poch. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah, that's for sure. I get that. Okay, so to not go down that road, um, whether Lopetegui or anyone comes into Wolves, I don't know if he fixes this problem. Um, but what did stand out was that. Um, Christian Pulisic can actually make the most of his opportunity. He can look decent now that it seems like Potter may trust him to some degree. You know it looks good under Potter is Conor Gallagher. Holy crap, yeah. what a game he had. He is good. Mm. He's going to be special, that kid. He, he works so hard. Not Brilliant to, pivot from me trying to speak about Pulisic. an American rival. But... <laughs> well, apparently no, was Pulisic, was good. he's... he's uh, I heard there's interest from AC Milan. They mm-hmm. want him. Mm-hmm. On Pulisic? Yeah. American ownership, right? Yeah. yeah the, it's, <clears throat> the brand Pulisic is still very strong, even if he hasn't played, 
you know, been on the form that we saw at Dortmund or the form that got him the big move to Chelsea. Chelsea's got American ownership now too. Yeah. Actually, there's too many American owners. There's what they're going to be nearly 12. Would it be 12 if that Bournemouth thing goes through? Uh, the I Premier think League, it's 12, have right? Yeah. Part yeah. or all of our yeah, ownership of the Premier League. That spells disaster. 12. For me. 12. Really? Hmm. Villa. I don't know if I can name all 12. Liverpool. United. Arsenal. I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Arsenal. United. If that deal goes through. United, yeah. Yeah, there's 12. Be, I bet you it's 12, yeah. That's, that's not good. Why, no, why isn't it not, good? I'm not disagreeing with you, but why isn't it good, Craig? Well, because it's only a matter of time before they try something stupid again with a Super League because no nobody paid any penalties for that effort the first time. And you know what this works like. They don't like yeah. this relegation. They don't understand the system of football and they don't care to understand it. They just want to make sure they're guaranteed money. Boss's uh, owner, Laporte, just this week was saying something ridiculous. Basically... Um, Saying how the Super League, you know, isn't what Barca wants. They're not doing that, but they do need a tournament where all the best teams around Europe get to play each other, like the Champions League. <laughs> basically, <laughs> explain what the Champions League was. It's like, thanks, yeah. insightful. Yeah. Why don't you uh, <clears throat> look after your books a little, bit, Barcelona, and you wouldn't have to be worried about yeah. I do think, though, that part of what has made them so greedy in general, you have all of this sovereign money that has changed the game. But then in terms of their revenue streams, as much as Charms hates it, they love these North American or these Asian, but particularly these North American tours because they can bank $10 million a game from the gates. And that's just not something that they experience in the Champions League or in the, any of their domestic cups. So they're trying to fill in as many of those as possible. Yeah, but it's a new market, right? That's why they end up going to the States, you get more more people following the club. They go to Asia, exact same thing. Sponsorship, mm-hmm. eyes on them. Jersey Is that why you went to Finland for your preseason? I never went to Finland, James. I went Sweden. to Sweden, and I went Sorry. to Sorry. Spain, and I went to France. Got the thing Vacation or as a player? As a player. Preseason. Went to Bordeaux. Beautiful wine. Mm. How'd that preseason go? Oh, it was a good one. It was beautiful. So if you were a coach, knowing how you were as a player in preseason and you were plotting the preseason tour in Europe, what places are you taking them to? I got a feeling you're not taking them to any of the nice places you went to. Finland. <laughs> yeah, North Finland, Kemi. There's nothing to do there. Just donkeys. No. That was Namibia, you dead. Oh, sorry, that's Namibia. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sure there's some donkeys in Finland, aren't there? Oh, ner- nervous donkeys with Craig around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here he comes again. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, He's, coming. Again. He's coming. <laughs> Keep your tails down. <laughs> <laughs> Where's yeah. there's wool. <laughs> so West Ham beat Fulham at London Derby. Uh, West Ham three, Fulham one. Hey, Greg, I guess Samaka is a legit striker <laughs> worth keeping on your fantasy team. Yes, right? nice finish, eh? Let's talk about some football while these donkeys laugh. Yeah, we'll talk them. about these donkeys. <laughs> hey, speaking of football, did, did anybody watch Leeds and Palace? What's wrong with West Ham and Fulham here? Yeah, hold on a second. Oh, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it's Gamaka. You look good. 
Although you know what, some some interesting VAR decisions again this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Like, VAR's you a problem. You got to right? feel for Fulham a little bit because you know, letter of the law. You know, does it hits Kamaka's hand? Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Letter of the law says that then should be disallowed, even though it just glanced it. Mm-hmm. But then there's some silly ones, you know, like these defenders, Jimmy. How about the one? I can't remember who it was. He, he's jumping back into the striker and then he heads it against his hand and his hand's in an unnatural position, but he's an athlete. He's jumping. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's back no, to the bull. He has no choice. Yeah. Some of it's ridiculous. I mean, even, I don't know if you guys watch TFC as well. And O'Neill got the same thing, a penalty called against him where it's hit his hand, but there's nothing else he can do because there's momentum's carrying him one way. He's running with the player, the ball, the player hits it and it hits his hand probably maybe a, I'd say at least a foot and a half away. And they called a penalty. But your momentum just naturally carries you. I mean, who jumps with their hands in their pockets? It's impossible. And who can run with their hands in their pockets? Like the ref's got to look at the momentum that that your that your body's carrying you. And exactly. of course your arm, your hands are gonna be out or your legs are gonna be like there's certain parts of your body that naturally just come out. Yeah. Like, like see, if you're, if you're, if you're defending, you know with your arms wide open and you're one-on-one with a guy and he flicks it. Yeah. That's the unnatural. Yeah. She's Stevie Caldwell did that a few times. And then, uh, but when you're jumping and your arms, like, I mean, that's, that's harsh yeah. to me. Well, but pe- like people don't understand it. If you're going, if the ball's going over my head and I'm running back and I'm jumping and I'm elevating myself, my arms have to come out and they come out because one, I'm trying to get up and two for balance. Yeah. Right. Because it's trying to, I'm trying to keep myself straight while I'm going in the air. I just don't understand some of it. Doesn't make sense. What decision were you most surprised by then, Craig? Um, that decision in the West Ham game or the penalty that was eventually the match-winning penalty or ended up being the match-winning penalty in Arsenal-Liverpool? Because oh, Jesus yeah, was waiting that for was that. Soft. that. That was mean, a soft. That was a penalty, right? That was soft, yeah. But, and, you know, interesting enough, I know I've, I've looked at some stuff online and, you know, they're actually asking the questions to viewers, you know, yes or no to these penalties, to all these VAR decisions that happened last weekend. And it's incredible that they're very, very close to 50-50. And it just shows you how difficult it is. And it's, it comes down to interpretation. Fans are pretty good at interpreting things fairly, though. <laughs> that's so right. That's a pretty that's a pretty good science there, I guess. That that works. Um what a benefit, though, West Ham have having Samaka and uh, Mikel Antonio, though, Craig. I think uh, I think David Moyes got a good thing going right now. Mm-hmm. They do. Well, you know, they, they played they played some you know decent games. They won they won the last couple. Uh, performances haven't been as bad, so I've never been really worried about them um, as far as relegation goes or anything like that. But um, it's good to see that they got themselves on track. A couple good results. Nice one against Fulham. Okay, Jimmy. Floor is yours, Jimmy. Palace leads. Go. I was impressed with Leeds, and I felt Leeds were a little bit hard done by the way that they played, the energy, the, how they closed down the tempo. I thought was was brilliant. Really, really good. They look good. Yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, I was really impressed with them. Just how organized they were and disciplined. And I mean, there was points in that match where Palace couldn't even get get over half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Palace are a good side too. But they're the very good. Yeah, yeah, they're a good team. So we're talking about the uh, ownership. So let's just quickly go through this. 
uh, Arsenal, Stan Kroenke, of course. Aston Villa, part owners, Wesley Eddins. Uh, Bournemouth, potentially. Um, Chelsea, of course. Crystal Palace have part ownership, American ownership. Mm. Fulham. Uh, Leeds United. The 40, 49ers enter, uh, Enterprises. Um, Liverpool. Part ownerships in uh, 10% Silver Lake is American. And Man City. The Glazer family, Manchester United. Um, yeah, that's about it. So I take Man City out of that, but that's still, yeah, 11. And that's, then uh, more than I thought. And yeah, that's, just, that's just Premier League. I wonder what it is throughout the Football League. Let me, t- well, let me tell you. Do you want to cancel yourself out of the rest of the show so you can do some research, Greg? <laughs> yeah, I'll be back My, to you. You guys continue. Yeah, I'll be back awesome. to you. Okay. As impressive as that is, you reading the internet. Newcastle 5, Brentford 1. Um, Newcastle for real, Jimmy? I think so. I do too. I think so. They're, they're, on, their, they're on their way. They're on their way. I think they're building the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all starting to kind of come together. They'll, they'll have a good core at the end of this season. Spend some dough at the end. Bring a few pieces to make them even stronger. And I think, I mean, look, it's like what we said in the next next couple of years, they're going to be contenders with the money that they have in the pockets. And if they keep building the way that they are now and playing the way that they are, I think they're going to be a team we're going to be talking about next season or the year after. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Up to six on the table now, right? And uh, yeah. they've had a pretty easy run in, in recent weeks, but they got United at Old Trafford next time out. Um, then Everton, but that's at St. James's. Spurs, Villa, Southampton. So, yeah, I mean... I think Eddie Howe was was under a little bit of strain, I think, uh, about a month ago, just because, you know, they only had one, that one win for a while there, but right. really turned it around. Almiron looks great. Grimarash is just amazing. It's so much, so much fun to watch. Scored a beautiful goal. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm behind the Newcastle bandwagon. Yeah, He's a special player, Bruno Guimaraes, honestly. And he's going to play himself into the Brazil team. He uh, may even start at the World Cup. Uh, Trippier has been... Played very well, and Miguel Almiron is um, a real star. Like he's quickly became a fan favorite, but I don't think he ever kind of reached the potential that people thought he might after leaving Atlanta. But he's certainly starting to play like that now under Eddie Howe. I think with Newcastle as well, you'll see over the next year or two, they're going to be a club that will be able to keep all their superstars when they start bringing them in. They won't have to sell them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, doesn't matter how many players Brighton sell, though. They seem like a decent side. They uh, were on the wrong end of losing to Spurs 1-0, but I thought Brighton held their own. And under yeah. Zerbi, they're not, they've not skipped a beat. No, no, they look good. They play good football. I like the, that brand that they're playing right now. They just lost to Mwepu. Did you see that? He said to retire. Heart ailment. Yeah, I did yeah. see that. No. So sad. Young that's, player. 21. brutal. Is he? I thought was he twenty? Maybe I'm twenty-four. I want to say, but maybe not. So we didn't get to it uh, when we were talking about Arsenal before. But I'd love to hear your guys' take when there was a stoppage in play there before before the penalty. So I can't remember if it was two-one or two-two at this point. And they stopped the play because Udegaard had got rocked in the face, and they let play go on. And then there was another Arsenal player down, and it was Jesus, and he fell. There's like, oh, two head injuries. But there wasn't a head collision on the second one. He collapsed like he fainted. 
Did, yeah, did you it see was this? Very strange. This? It was Craig and I were watching it together. Like, oh my god, did he just have a heart attack? Because the, he just fell like a forward, and there was a some real concern with the Arsenal players. Then they took the cameras off of what was happening for a while. Eventually, they sit him up, and then he stayed in the match and drew the winning penalty. But it was it was a scary couple of minutes. It was a bizarre situation because Odegaard got clocked, and it, he he looked seriously injured. And then the play continued around a bit, and next thing you know, yeah, down Jesus just kind of collapsed, and it was. And then there were everybody was running around him because they're like concerned, obviously. Seen it, but obviously he's okay. But very very strange, yeah. Well, obviously no one's talking about that today now, so I guess that was uh, no. Uh, Bournemouth won two one over Leicester. And Leicester, any other Leicester had that game. They were they played well enough to win it, and they they just seemed to switch off. Yeah, which they've done all season, right? They looked good the other night, Monday, um, but uh, on the weekend, and they looked kind of the same that they have all season. Yeah, yeah. Nottingham Forest, yeah, they smashed them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're recording this before the uh, recording this before the Forest. Excuse me, the uh, Brennan Dunlop Derby. That's difficult to say, Brennan Dunlop. Yeah. Brennan Dunlop? Brennan. Yeah. Dunlop. He's D in there, doesn't it? Does, what do you guys think? Abnormal. What do you guys think? I think uh, Villa's going to nick it 1-0. Oh, I would love that. Uh, so so follow us on social and you can see how we react with each other. I'm sure that uh, Twitter banter will be a lot of fun. Um, I mentioned off the top there that Canadian fans will be cheering for the United States, courtesy of Jude Bellingham, putting his foot through the face, the skull of Alfonso Davies. Um, final diagnosis that uh, Byron released anyway, that was a skull contusion, um, which there's no timeline for injuries like that. So um, at least it wasn't a damaged eye or something that was going to put Fonzie out of the World Cup, but definitely a uh, reason for people to be afraid, Craig, Canadian fans to be afraid. Yeah, I was kind of, I was more concerned about his eye. I think mm-hmm. he was too when you see him on the ground. I wasn't so worried about concussion because the player was actually trying to keep possession. He's not trying to – I took a couple in the head when they're trying to hit 80 yards. That's that's a different story from concussion. But, yeah, I could see how he would have potentially bruised the bone around his eye socket, something like that. But I don't see it, quite honestly. I'm no doctor, but seen enough of these that I was, like, not concerned for a long-term point of view as long as his eye was okay. Yeah. Contusion it does happens sound really quickly. You see in the slow motion where he's like, "Why? Wow, he didn't get a yellow and he didn't what? But Alfonso is so freaking fast. It's like, it's unbelievable how when you see it in quick motion, he didn't see, like, he, it was like split second. Yeah. Happened. You're right. It so, really is like the flash. Like Bellingham is eyes on the ball. He's focused on just getting the touch on the ball. Yep. Not expecting the presence of a player that was on his other shoulder. Correct. When the ball spun that way to the right. Yeah, yeah, shit happens, man. Shit ha- like that's just that's a football play, and yeah. it's unfortunate. If he didn't make the World Cup, though, if if he was injured and wasn't able to play for Canada, that would be an absolute tragedy, would it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely disaster. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. But when I first heard about it, I was like, oh boy, it felt like a kick in the guts just then. And I was like, oh, oh, something's up with Alfonsi. He's come off. I'm like, oh no, you know what I mean? And like. Heart yeah. sunk there for a bit, and then I saw it. I was like, "Okay, there's some concern, of course, but not as bad as I thought 
when they talked about concussion yeah. and the actual impact itself wasn't wasn't it was a thrilling Der Klassiker really though. Are we? Der Klassiker, Dortmund and Bayern. It was a thrilling yes. match for the neutral. Ended yeah. up being two two. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Bayern will still win the league come February, but number at least 12, for the time being, number twelve in a row if they win it this year. Uh, was last year not ten? Jesus, I've lost track. <laughs> yeah, last year was it'll 10. be eleven or twelve. One this, of the this, two. This crazy. would be eleven, but yeah, it's it's too much, man. You don't want um, to see that in any league, do you? No. It's great no. for Bayern fans, but for an actual league, you don't want to see that. They create a very good business structure in the German league, but unfortunately that structure does make the teams that are able to bring in sponsorship, uh, more sponsorship than others, um, puts them in a different ball game. Yeah. And Bayern are the constant in the Champions League. There are years that Dortmund don't qualify, or at least there had been a few years. Well, Bayern just take their best players, right? Lewandowski and Goats a few years back, remember? That's it. If you're an upstart team in the in the Bundesliga or you make the Champions League, you're likely losing at least one, if not two, of your stars to Bayern. Yeah. And then if you're Leipzig, yeah. you'll lose your stars to maybe a couple of Premier League teams. But um, did anyone watch Milan Juve? They see Milan beat Juve 2 0. The Juve Twitter is very fun to watch because people absolutely nope. hate Allegri and Vlajevic apparently isn't working there which is shocking because he was dominant last year at Fiorentina. Oh, he doesn't have the service. If he doesn't have the service at Juve, I mean, shit. Is he, I don't know if he's going to get it. Yeah. You go from Fiorentina to Juventus, it's supposed to be better. No? Supposed to be. Hasn't been the case. Um, MLS, guys? Vancouver needed to win at Minnesota. They failed to do that. They also needed some help. They didn't get that help. Yeah. Um, so another season, Vancouver, not in the playoffs. Yeah, to be honest with you, just to have a chance to make the playoffs on the last day was a bit of a you know bonus for them to actually have a crack at it. So good for them on that. But yeah, just not a lot of things excite me about that team, Vancouver, to be honest with you. And good for Mark Watson, general manager of uh, Minnesota, making the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, and Adrian Heath, Kalen Kyle's uh, father-in-law. Yeah, Adrian mm-hmm. Heath, the manager of Minnesota. Um, Minnesota looked good, though. It was, a, it was actually a good game. I watched that one last night after the TFC. Yeah. They have a beautiful setup there, too. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, some great of the, atmosphere. Some of the stadiums in, the, in MLS are they're better than some of the Premier League ones by, by quite a stretch. Well, are you surprised how many of them have been modeled after the smaller ones in the Prem? Like, this is what surprised me. It's like Saputo's small, like 20,000, 22,000. Pardon me, but Minnesota's like only twenty thousand as well. Nineteen thousand, right? I think they got the the best uh, crowd ever. Yesterday's match that was, was their record something. crowd. Oh yeah. wow, I'm, su- I'm surprised. The fans are. Have you seen when they uh, when they sing Wonderwall behind the goal? The Minnesota fans oh, have not seen that yet. No, it's amazing. Look it yeah. up. Look That's it up on cool. YouTube. Yeah, I like those traditions. Well, Minnesota have Dallas, um, Jesus Ferreira, and Dallas uh, in the first round. The Galaxy have Nashville. Austin have Real Salt Lake. Austin's had a good season. But LAF, LAFC uh, won the Supporters' Shield, right? They got the bye. Um, to have some Mark, uh, Mark Santos and Gareth Bale and Giorgio Chiellini. Best, uh, Don't best forget the goalkeeper. Of course, Max Crepeau. Yes, yeah. I love the goalkeeper, <laughs> too. Um, and MLS East- playoffs are great. I'm looking forward to this, actually. People rip the playoff system and, oh, we prefer promotion relegation, but MLS playoffs are fantastic. 
Yeah, I agree with that. It wouldn't be the same, honestly. It would not be the same if at the promotion relegation you didn't have the playoffs like this. And what's great too is that it the regular season um is one thing and the the playoffs really are its own its own tournament, its own cup competition. Yeah, it's a cup comedy. Yeah, it turns into a knockout FA Cup now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really. So Philly got the bye in the East. Red Bulls got Cincinnati. New York City have Miami. I can't believe Miami made it. New York should wipe the floor with them, although New York is not as good as they were last season. And CF Montreal have Orlando. So uh, CF Montreal flying the flag for Canada. It's the only team. Montreal killed Miami the other night. Mm-hmm. Last night. Killed them. Miami knew they were in, though, right? They didn't need it. Yeah. yeah. But I, you know what? When you look at MLS now, I, the league the league really is fantastic. Some of the games are brilliant. It's good football. It's got good tempo to it. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's come a long way. I think when you when I look at Major League Soccer now, now it's it's a proper proper league for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like ten teams or twelve. Like, what do you got now? Twenty eight teams. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine next year with St. Louis yeah. and Toronto yeah. still keep managing to finish in the bottom three. It's quite something. Yeah. Give me that stat again, Craig. Seven of sixteen seasons they would have been relegated. <sighs> Crazy. I mean, the first five years were, I mean, five of the first seven years, they were in the bottom three. And there was less teams. Remember when they first started there? How many teams? It was only like 12. 12. Yeah, there was like 12. So they finished in the bottom three, and then they just kept adding teams. And now they've got 28, and they still. <laughs> yeah. But now so it's, it's, it's either uh, it's uh, all or nothing for Toronto FC, isn't it? Like, if, if, you win, if you win a championship now, with it being a proper league now with all these teams, you're a good side. You've done very, very well as a manager as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always easy. You know, like for instance, the Scottish Premier League, whatever, ten teams, and to win it, it's not as prestigious as it is when you're playing in a league with twenty teams or twenty-eight teams. It's a hell of yeah. a lot harder, isn't it? And then when you have the the playoff system, that makes it even more difficult because yeah. there is no guarantees that LAS here are going to win this thing or. Philadelphia, you know, like no, they could. Nope. One of them's going out first round, I bet. Yeah, one of the LA teams. Is no, one said? of the top seeds. Oh, well, second round technically, since they they both get right, by. they get a buy. Yeah. Well, Philly, yeah. Philly's a good team, man. They're yeah. good. I could they see, are, I could but... see Philly though crashing out. I, I would take that bet if you say one of them, and it's I would put it on Philly. Oof. Yeah. Unfair to Jim Curtin's team. Jim Curtin done very well there. He's done a hell of a job in Philadelphia. You got to hold your hands up to that. But they trip up in the playoffs, man. They do trip up in the playoffs. Weather, travel seems to get in their way. It's yeah. always something with them. But, yeah, um, and the pressure's on the teams that win it because like they're oh we had a really good season. They don't want to be the team that gets rolled out in the first playoff round that you come into. Charms, uh, I know how much you love predictions so you want to run us through your what your bracket looks like you up <laughs> um, your honestly I, I haven't been listening bracket. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I've done something else here his face yeah. no it's okay we just uh, change our recording schedule to accommodate you but that's fine no you don't have to listen to me it's okay uh, sorry I just I've been listening to them <laughs> not fair all right, so uh, LAFC, CF Montreal final. We all agree on that? Yep. <laughs> I guess show, Montreal, so. technically, they have they would have a, a decent chance at the final. 
I think so. Especially I mean, if my one of my predictions is that one of the top teams get knocked out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, if Philly gets knocked out in the their next round, I, I guess um how does that shake out who they would play? Philly would play the winner of Cincinnati and the Red Bulls. So would it much have the third best record in the league? Yes. Yeah. So they got a shot at it. Yeah, third best record in the league. For the I don't team think MLS would like that too much, but no, I don't think they would either. No, I think Montreal coming out of the East against one of the smaller markets, Montreal, Real Salt Lake would probably be the league's worst final. Heading into a two and a half billion dollar deal with Apple. The, the year before that, you get a Montreal, you get a highlight a sizzle reel that's Montreal and Real Salt Lake. That would probably be the worst for the league. Right. Yeah. No, it's been a good season. Uh anything else you want to get to before we bid adieu and tease the uh listeners of our next interview well, that we recorded a, with Caitlin Powell. A, a sad note, uh, my former manager, Don Duncan, former Spurs player, uh, I think he's like found out he was like seventh highest goal scorer in Spurs history. He signed me to my preferred first professional contract and gave me my debut at Ipswich Town. John Duncan, yeah, passed away uh, yesterday. So shout out to his family and everybody that was part of him. He was a really good guy, really absolutely fantastic human being. Did well at Chesterfield as well. Our condolences, Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got that interview with Kaylin Kyle uh, on Tuesday. We recorded that already. You may have heard a bit on our YouTube channel. Um, I'm looking forward to that. That was some great banter. We had a lot of fun with uh, Amy Walsh that same morning, actually, and then uh, a lot of fun chatting with Kaylin Kyle. So, can look forward to that then. And uh, if you've not signed up for Fubo TV, you can still sign up at fubotv.com slash footy prime. And happy Thanksgiving. Are you guys eating today, by the way? Who, not yet. Who's meal to prep. If this podcast goes on much fucking longer, I won't. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Again, we 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 accommodated the recording schedule today for you specifically. So I know, you can't and I do appreciate it. it. Yeah, I do appreciate you know. it. And you You're left lying. fifteen minutes ago anyway. <laughs> I totally checked out. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, and enjoy enjoy whatever whatever um, organ meat you're preparing. Well, be thankful as well. Be. Yeah, I'm pretty thankful. I longer wanted to get in a. Be, a just end it. <laughs> but seriously. Fuck you, Jimmy. Yeah, honestly. You guys want to... Craig, we're going to continue to do this show. Yeah, I got no family. I got no life. I got no turkey. Uh, in all fairness, we're very thankful to all you Footy Prime listeners for uh, for listening to us. And uh, yeah, I thank for you clowns for bringing me into the fold. I'm thankful that Jimmy's joined our show. I'm thankful for you guys. You sound I'm it. thankful that that one oh, I no. checked out. His oh, sound man, that man. voice is so passionate. Well, that's Footy Prime, the podcast. Thanks for listening. Keep buying that paper. <laughs> Great passion, guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 